0: This morning, uh, the passage of Scripture is Psalm 139. It has 24 verses in it. Now, I want you to listen carefully. If you don't feel like you can stand through the whole reading of this, it's okay. You don't have to stand at all. But I would uh, ask you to stand if in reverence to the reading of God's Word, if you're able. And if you're not, it's okay. Psalm 139. Now, there's a lot of Scripture that could be shared today concerning the sanctity of human life. Uh, but this Scripture right here takes us uh, from, from the time of conception all the way to the age that every one of us in here are, all the way to the grave. And by the way, tonight, Lord willing, in here at six o'clock, Len and I are going to do our best to take you ...to Tanzania, Africa. So, if you're interested, you want to see, we invite you to come. Psalm 139, beginning with verse 1. I'm going to read it slow because I want it to sink in. Now, many of you have read this many times before. But I've gone through and underlined stuff that really has spoken to my heart. O Lord, Thou hast searched me... And know me. You can't hide from anybody, not even God. Thou knowest my downsettings and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. Thou, for there is not a word in my tongue, but O oh, O Lord, but lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it all together. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid Thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whether shall I go from the Spirit, or whether shall I flee from His presence, if I ascend into heaven? Thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, thou art there. Behold, thou art there. And if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the earth and the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee. But the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike unto thee. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in the book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me! O God, how great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more than the number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked. O God, depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain." Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way ever. Lasting. Father, speak to our hearts. Have your will in way. God, I beg you in the name of Jesus to have your will in way in all of our lives, and may we allow you to make the necessary adjustments in our individual lives that we might better serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Some of you may have heard this before, and it's okay if you have. But God's Word is fresh. No matter how often you read passages of Scripture, there's always something new that's going to come around or come out. We sing the same hymns over and over and over, and I love the old hymns. We sing praise songs over and over and over, and I love the praise songs. I'm talking this rare back and let her fly. The struggle for life, faith, and family has been long and hard. I don't have to tell you the shape that our county is in. I don't have to tell you the shape our state, our country, our entire nation and world is in. For we see it and we hear it on the news. Sometimes we just want to quit. I mean, what's the use? We beg, we plead with people to do right, to follow God, honor God, accept Him as our Savior. And people constantly refuse. But I want to tell you something, we can't quit. We must continue on until Jesus comes and fight for life, for faith, and for our families. God has blessed all of that. He blessed life by giving us life. And He's promised to honor and to bless us if we have faith in Him. He's promised to bless our families. And that's why it's so important to notice what He says in His Holy Word. Our nation was founded on the principles of God's Holy Word. I don't care what they say in Washington. It was founded on the Word of God. But our nation, our country is stumbling and staggering toward eternity. I can't imagine what God's going to do with us. We have been blessed with so much. To whom much is given, much is going to be required. Land's a fixer. If anything bothered her more than anything else in Africa, She couldn't fix it. We can't fix the world. But we can attempt to fix individuals one by one, starting with me. Starting with our own self. In the Good News Club, I say, hey, I, and I spell out sin, big letters one day. We had them big, huge, two-foot-tall letters, S-I-N. And they spelled it out loud. And I said, what letter is in the middle? And they said, I. I said, hey, that's who's to blame for everything. I am. can't blame anybody. The innocent of our land are being slaughtered. Our nation is being led down a path of destruction. The Bible says sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. I didn't say that, but the Holy Word of God said that. How long are we as Christians going to allow and tolerate the killing of Of the unborn. How long are we as Christians going to tolerate our elderly being neglected and abused? How long are we going to tolerate that? You say, well, I'm afraid to say anything. Well, I ain't. I go into a, a nursing home and I go into a room to see uh, some of our members and friends and others that people want me to go see. If I see something out of line or out of order, I'm in that room. I'm out of that room. I'm down that hall trying to find somebody to get in here and do something. And I'm going to wait till they do. I mean, I'm trying to help somebody. and say, well, you're not supposed to do that. I said, well, somebody needs to do it. Our unborn babies are helpless. Our little tiny born babies are helpless. Our elderly today are helpless or they'd be out active and doing things. Our nation, it seems, has the idea they no longer work. They no longer pay taxes. So we need to get them off our roll so we can quit sending the Social Security check. I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of it. And I don't care if I end up in jail over it. One of the greatest missionaries in the world ended up in jail most everywhere he went. You say you can't take the law in your own hands? Well, I don't know. Brother Mike knows me and his men that know me know me that I stand with them and I'm going to help them. I mean, what do I have to lose? I lost part of my Social Security, but I don't care. God keeps providing, I'm going to keep spending. (laughs) I don't know if I'll ever meet the head dog of the Social Security Department, but I'll have something to say to him or her. And I will pray with them. Well, it's better than Africa. Worst road in Oconee County is a good road. When I hit a pothole, now it don't bother me. Boom! What was that? I just a road. Don't worry about it. We would say it's Africa. That's what we said when we were in Africa. January 1973. Lynn and I had been married three years. When we as Americans made abortion legal, our oldest son Josh is here this morning, born in 1975. That generation has grown up not knowing any different. Grown up, not knowing. It's okay. Everybody's doing it. You don't want the baby? Kill it. Put your old people in the rest home. You don't have to go see them. They'll take care of them. No, you don't have to like this sermon. I'm not liking it, but I tell you, I'm gonna I'm give it all I got. It's death in the name of convenience. Well, I just can't stand to go to the rest home. It stinks. Let me tell you something. You or I may be there one day laying in the poop and the stink. Okay? You're going to reap what you sow, and so am I. Will you change my diaper? Yes, I will. You give me the stuff and I'll do it. man in the hospital one time said, can you cut my hair? I said, oh man, a lot well, a little nurse come in. I said, Ma'am, if you got any kind of shears, I can cut this man's hair. She said, Are you a barber? I said, Well, I'm fixing to be. <laughs> he wants me to cut his hair. Well, she went and got him, and I buzzed it off, boy. <laughs> Showed him a mirror. He sub- rubbed it. He said, Thank you. Another one's uh, mans I mean, bless his heart, his beard. I don't know why somebody wouldn't do something. And he said, Would you please shave me? I said, Yes, sir, I will. They brought me the stuff, and I did. So hang in there. I may change your diaper. (laughs) They make hose pipes with high pressure water. You know? (laughs) Give me a wheelchair and a roll in shower. I'm going to fix him. No, I wouldn't be so far to go to do that to a lady. Now, y'all keep your minds together. (laughs) Forty-two years have passed since America voted to make abortion legal. Forty-two years. There's a lot of people who have died since then. Human decency began to rot. Is there any decency? I don't know. A whole generation, as I said earlier, has grown up among us that never has known a time when abortion was not legal or socially accepted. It's a dark shadow that hovers over America. Uh, Going out, I believe it's one thirty. I forget what the, 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 the... I believe it's the Presbyterian Church, I'm not sure. Church on the left right there, past Engels and Bilo, and they got all these blue and pink flags flying to represent three thousand, I think it said three thousand three hundred a day in America. It's hard for me to believe. But it's hovering over our land, the killing of our unborn babies, and the neglect of newborn babies, and the neglect of our elderly like a malignant tumor. As if there's no cure. Well, marriages are broken up like never before. Families are being destroyed as we continue to plunge our way toward the devil's ways. That's what it is. I don't care what you say or what you think. It's the devil's way. And he's having his way. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But thank God Jesus said, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Life, faith, and family. My God is in favor of it. He set it in motion. The plague of sexual freedom. It's gone crazy. As long as I'm in my right mind, I will love, Lynn to the end. I can't say what I'll do if I lose my brain and my mind goes crazy. But I've begged her and told her, don't take me out in public. How, how, how can a man walk out on his wife? You know what the Word says, husbands love your wife as Jesus loved the church. What if Jesus walked off today and said, Fooey on y'all, i got somebody else. It says, Husbands, love your wife as Jesus loved the church. Now, the church is supposed to honor and respect Him because He died for the church. And so, the wife should honor and respect the husband. Okay? What if Jesus said, Because you're not loving Me, you're not honoring Me, you're not respecting Me, I'm not going to take care of you anymore. Same way. Hey, a husband must love the wife. The wife must respect her husband. But goodness alive, men love them to the point they can't help but commit and respect you. No, I'm not the perfect husband, but I love her. And whatever it takes to make it happen and make it like it's supposed to be, I'm willing. Sexual freedom is wrong. I don't care what form it comes in, it is wrong. Pornography? Gosh, I don't know anything about a computer. You can make fun of me. You can laugh at me. I don't care. I don't plan to learn because of sin that can be found in the thing. And I might be one to fall to it. So I'm not gonna get hooked up with it. If I need anything off of there, I get Lynn to do it and then I'm safe, okay? Hey. Hey man, hallelujah. If I need to buy something, I get my daughter-in-law Jennifer. Say, hey, pull this up and see what it's worth. I don't have to deal with that stuff. Get somebody else to do it. Perversion. All these things have descended on America. Our public schools have become places of fornication. If you don't know what that is, guys, that's sex outside of marriage, okay? And it's not legal unless you're married. And yeah, I know, they hey, homosexual lesbians, they don't care who knows it. I forget how many states now, don't legalize it. Man can marry a man, woman can marry a woman, but it's against God's Word, and I don't care who says what about it. And I stand before you this morning, I shall not marry two men, I shall not marry two women, I'll go to the grave before I do it. I'm thankful I had a loving desire to marry a female, and God put her in my way, and I took her. Her daddy gave her to me. (laughs) And he didn't say, don't you bring her back. Bless his sweetheart and soul, he stood at that altar, and when he gave her away, he cried. Because he loved his daughter. But he put her in my trust sad to say today, many men, they don't love the one that God gave. Why? I'm going to tell you, mm-mm, it's wrong. It's wrong before I say it, okay? I'm wrong, okay? But I'd love to take a buggy whip, as my daddy said, and tear your back in up for walking out on something that God has given you. Same way with you ladies who think it's okay to step out. It ain't okay to step out. And it's plaguing our America. Our homes are crumbling because people want something else. Most of the time they can't handle what they got at home. Hello? I'm sick of it. I'm just simply sick and tired of it. Oh, I don't want to make nobody mad. Well, I don't care. You have no business stepping out, no business whatsoever, but our schools, like I say, are plagued with fornication left and right. Oh, man. God rained down fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. What do He do it for? Everything I've talked about, that's what he done it for. Men with men, women with women. Men stepping out on their wives and remarrying and and throwing this this marriage away and throwing this marriage away. And listen, I'll back up and say this. Sometimes you may be the victim of something that you can't control and you can't help. If that person chooses to walk out on you, there's probably nothing you can do about it. But just live every day and thank God that He's forgiven you for whatever. It's, it's bad. But God rained down fire and brimstone on, on Sodom and Gomorrah. You remember the story of Lot and his wife? And Lot plainly told her, Don't you look back. We're leaving. Don't you look back. What happened? She looked back. Now, you might not believe this, but I believe it it's as sure as I'm standing right here speaking to you. She turned to a pillar of salt. Just like that, God wiped her out. So what happened to her? Don't know. But she disobeyed God. Every one of us in this room right now is going to stand before God and give an account of your life, whether it's good or bad, what you've done in the body. And so am I. I'm going to give an account of this message today. Wherever it goes. Yes, I'll do it again. I'll preach it again. You can't stop me from preaching it again. You can cut my tongue out, but you better cut my left hand off because I'll write it out and publish it. And by the way, I can write with my right hand. You may not be able to read too good, but I can. God is not a red dog Democrat, let me tell you. He's not a divided republican either. He's not an American. He's not running for any office. He don't have to answer to anybody. And don't you expect the kingdom of God to arrive on Air Force 1. It can be shot down just like any other plane. It can be overtaken just like any other plane. America can do anything she wants to. We've already proven that. I don't even have time to name the stuff, that I've seen changes in, in my little old 68 years. But there have been a lot of changes. An American could do anything, but if America don't stop the killing of the unborn and the abuse of the little tiny babies, and the abuse of elderly, God will and can rain down fire and brimstone on this nation. Let me tell you something. Many of you have been around the world. You've seen the other side. But Lynn and I have lived on the other side, and I know what it is on the other side. And I thank God for America, even though we're bad. I don't know how he keeps putting up with us. I really don't. Well, you know, life is life. In Genesis 2, 7, the Lord formed man out of the dust of the earth, breathed in his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Not a dead soul, a living soul. Jeremiah 1, 5. The breath of life. What do you do with the breath of life? What do you do when it's about snuffed out? You ever had the breath knocked out of you? I have. I've had the breath knocked out of me, and I wondered, am I going to be able to get one more? I mean, trying to inhale, uh, trying to get some oxygen in, and can't. I know what it is to choke almost to death. Can't breathe. Can't get it to come up. Can't get it to go down. Had it not been for a dear friend who recognized at the table I was choking. And as I walked outside, he grabbed me and he began to squeeze me. And I'm gasping for breath. And I can't describe to you how it sounded when I first got that first breath back. Life is fragile. We need to handle it with care. God's blessed Lynn and I were two good boys. Two good daughter in laws. Five soon to be six grandbabies. Yeah, they're adult. The sons and the wives are adults. But I I'm the daddy. You say that's none of your business. May not be. I'm still the daddy. Can't change the fact. I'm the daddy. I am the granddaddy. And if I see something out of line, I have the right to say so. You don't have to accept it. No. But I have the right. Life is important. I love the story. Mary's pregnant. She took off. She said, I found out. She knew her cousin Elizabeth was pregnant. So she took off. She said, hey, we got something in common. We're going to take off. I want to go see her. And the Bible says the moment she walked in the door and spoke, Oh, John, he's inside Elizabeth. It said he had a spit and went to kicking and jumping in the womb there. Hey, he was alive. I never will forget when Len was carrying Josh and we'd lay in the bed at night and watch the little joker kicking. Hey, he's still kicking. Live. And then when Caleb come along, same thing. I mean, we couldn't wait. To go shouting, and I got a son. And then I got another son. Lynn said, We better stop and we'll have five boys. <laughs> I believe we would have. Life is so good. We need to treat it that way. What about faith? Well, the Bible says, if I have faith as a grain of mustard seed, that is tiny. I can move a mountain. Now, what kind of mountain? Hey, any kind of mountain you want to call. Job loss, uh, death, uh, divorce, uh, kids gone sour, parents gone sour. God can remove that mountain if we have faith as a grain of mustard seed. That's what He said. Do you not take Him at His word? Hebrews 11.6, it says, It is impossible to please God without faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I want to please Him, but it takes faith. I know He's alive. I know He's well. And I know He loves me. And He's going to take care of me. But I must keep the faith. I can't drop the ball on this. Hebrews, I mean, excuse me, Ephesians 2.8, For by grace are you saved through faith. Life is important. Faith is important. Family is important. In Genesis 12.3, we need to follow Abraham's example. God said to Abraham, Son, if you would just obey me and follow me, I will bless you. I will bless your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren, and your great-great-great-grandchildren. And, and you see, great-great-great-great-great-great. I have five great-grandpa uh, who fought in that... Help me out. That old war. (laughs) You know which war I'm driving. Way back yonder. I got a picture of him sitting in a chair, mustache, long beard, had a rifle in each arm, and three pistols stuck right here. They said he died in Virginia. And I'm doing my best. I only have one uncle left who gave me that picture, who gave me that information. And I want to go when I can to Virginia and find my great, 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 great grandpa's grave, if it's still there. Why, I don't know. It's family. He was a bad news dude. Somebody said you be cur- be careful with this uh, uh genealogy stuff. You may dig up and find out you wish you hadn't. I'm sure. Hey, in the background somewhere, there was some bad boys came out of that crowd. Family's important. Husbands need to love their wives. Wives need to submit to their husbands. Children need to obey their parents. I'll tell you what I have seen times when I wanted to jerk up a youngin and bust their hind end and say you shouldn't talk to your mom and daddy that way. I know you get in trouble if you do that. Now we were in a restaurant. This little baby was showing out. Now where's a grandma or the mama? But she couldn't have no control over that youngin'. Every time she'd go to pick it up he was screaming and a crying. Finally she knew she was gonna to have to pick it up and, and carry on regardless, and so that youngin's a crying and a screaming and and the mama's doing all she can, the little baby's turning around when it had his face toward me a squalling <laughs> I said <laughs> That baby dried it up just like that. That mama said, you see what you look like? <laughs> well, whatever it takes, you got the wildest pastor I've ever seen. The Bible says there's a time to be born and a time to die. He is the giver and the taker of life. It is appointed unto man once to die and after this, the judgment. I don't know if you saw this on the TV or not. But it's this week. A young girl by the name of Brittany Maynard. I may not tell the story exactly because the news reporter is rolling. And I'm trying to keep it up in my brain. I'm trying to write it down. Died November the 14th, 2014. She had brain cancer. Already had plans to be married. When she got the word, and she told her fiancé, and he said, Okay, what are we going to do? She said, I, I want to know what you're going to do. He said, I love you. I want to marry you. That's what our plans are. She said, yeah, but I don't have long to live. He said, I can't help it. I may not have long to live. I want to marry you. They got married. Things got worse. To the point that she said, I can't take the pain any longer. The drugs aren't doing me any good. I can't take the pain any longer. And... The news reporter said that there is a drug where you can go and pick it up and you take it yourself and it takes you out of here. So she said, would you please go do that? He goes to the place where he get it, gets the drug, comes home. The family's around. I guess she says her goodbyes and I love you, this, that, and other. She takes it within five minutes. She's asleep. She's gone. You say, is that legal? Don't know. What I say, God is the giver and the taker of life. I had a friend who had a brother who said, Hey, I'm tired of living. I can't take it any longer. He took a 12-gauge shotgun, to put it right here, pulled the trigger, boom! And he found out he's still living. He loaded it again and shot himself again. Boom! And he lived. And he called me and said, Go to the hospital. My brother has tried to kill himself, but he's still living. I went as quick as I could. When I got there, he... Hey, they was tubes hanging out everywhere on his body. I mean, two times with a 12-gauge shotgun. You'd think that would do away with it. It wasn't God's will. It wasn't time for Him. But He left Himself mangled for life. I forget how long He lived. Helpless! Don't think because you put a gun here or take an overdose that you're going to leave this world. It may leave you in shape you wish you'd have never touched it. You say, what about those that do put a gun here, bam, and all they leave? Hey, God's the giver and the taker of life. If you're so bound, bent, and determined to overdose, or to take a a gun and, and do it, or drive off a cliff in an automobile, it may be, God said, okay, if that's the way you want it, I will allow it, go ahead. But life is important. Life is fragile. And we need to hang on to it with all we've got. Life. Is important. Faith is important. Family is important. And as you sit here this morning, you're breathing, you have life. And I don't want to overlook anybody, but I know we have two precious girls in here that's expecting. Is there any more than two? Uh, Amber and Julie, is any any others? I, I don't want to overlook anybody. Hurry. Is there? You don't have to reveal it if it ain't time to reveal it yet. <laughs> Buddy, hey, hey, Julie, you and Amber, you're on our prayer list we praying for the best. Ba- oh, yes! Woo! Oh! Hey! Somebody go to Matthew, he just find it. Soul to the girl in the orange skirt. Boy, the spirit is in here. Oh, she's hot, man. She's a poodle. Ah. This ought to go across the country, ought not (laughs) it? But Amber, you and Julie, we love you and we call your names every morning. There's a life in there. It's growing. It won't be long we're going to get to see what it looks like and watch it grow up. I'm so thrilled. Right here at the altar this morning. Cole and Graham grabbing hands with each other and reaching for my hand. I wouldn't take nothing for that. And then two came from out over here and running around during the fellowship time grabbing me. Hey, Preacher Kenny. Life, faith, family. We got it all. We don't want to throw it away. Don't throw it away. Do whatever it takes to keep it. I know sometimes it's impossible. It's impossible. And we're all going to die unless Jesus soon comes. We're going to leave this world. But I beg you today, if you don't know Jesus in a personal way, get it right today. Your time might come this afternoon. Kill. Accident. Kill. Kill. Are you ready to go? Where are you going if you die right now? You need to answer that question. Am I happy if I died right now? Am I happy with where I'm going? Because if you've never accepted Christ into your heart, you're going to hell. That's And there's no layovers and no detours. I mean straight in. If you're saved and that happens, you're going to heaven. No layovers, no detours. You're going. Jesus told a thief on the cross, if it's not his, him it's Lord, He said, you can be with me today. I beg you, I plead with you to obey the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the time you've given us around your holy word today. Bless those, Father. Speak to hearts. God, we're at, we're at a crucial time in our country, in our county, in our nation. Our whole world is in turmoil. And God, I don't understand yet why you haven't sent your son Jesus. Lord, I pray that you'd help us. And if there's anyone lost in here this morning, Lord, I know they are, and I pray that You give them the courage. Just come forward and say, I want to be saved. Speak to their hearts, God, and have Your will and way in all of our lives. Help us to give it all we've got, Lord. We ain't got long. And we need to work hard at it. In Jesus' name, amen.